to the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich with Nathan Sage and Steve Sell. Enjoy your lunch with our fun-filled McPherson Radio Sports Show every Thursday from 12.15 to 1. Nathan and Steve will dive into and take a few bites from all your favorite local... Off the left side, still on his feet, end zone, touchdown, come! person the who, sophomore. Who is Jayton Gum? Oh, he just made a name for himself right there. College. Man goes in motion. Southwestern loads the box. Hill running to the near sideline and is in. Touchdown Bulldogs. The wild Mish works again and they engineer a game. Go ahead. Touchdown drive. And pro sports. Went two to Kendry's Morales. A two-run lead for Kansas City. Sends a ball well hit in the left center field. And that one is gone! And the Chiefs' kingdom has firmly planted its flag on top of football's highest summit. The Kansas City Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 54. So grab your food, get your drink, turn up that radio, and enjoy your lunch with the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich on McPherson's Radio, 96.7 FM KBBE, and online at midkansasradio.com. And now, here's Nathan Sage and Steve Sell. Got me hot. And welcome into the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich on 96.7 KBBE. Nathan Sage and Steve Sell, like Casey just said on the intro there. Got some sports, Steve. Some, a lot of sports going on right now, especially high school. It seems like uh, this is that transition period you normally get where you get fall sports ending. And next thing you know, winter sports are right around the corner. It's exciting. It's playoff time for a bunch of area schools, a bunch of area sports. So I say we just jump right in and get right to it tonight. McPherson's going to be hosting Abilene in the first round of playoffs. Uh, interesting uh, matchup. Number one seed versus number 16 seed. All-time series. McPherson owns that all-time series right now. Uh, last meeting was back a year ago, and they won 63-7 to in that one. Uh, I expect kind of the same tonight. Yeah, it's going to be more the same. Abilene's been decimated either by attrition or injuries uh uh i don't expect them to put up much of a fight they lost three games to covid uh their first four games they did not score a point and gave up at least 42 in all three of those losses last week they finally scored two touchdowns but they gave up 62 points to wamigo most of that was in the first half so uh this is one of those games the goal is to win and get through it without getting anybody hurt. I think you'll see the starters, you know, maybe play a half, you know, once the margin's comfortable, just, you know, they, in fact, you know, the running clock may not be the important thing. Uh, they may, you know, we haven't had a JV game in a couple of weeks. That might be a good opportunity to get those JV kids some work and, uh, you know, let them play the second half. But if this game is even close at halftime, then I'm not, following uh, high school football very closely because I'm guessing this game's going to be a minimum of 35 nothing, something like that by halftime. Yeah, I, I, it's it's 
interesting that we're <laughs> this is the first time we're discussing a game when we have a they're talking about the lunchtime sports sandwich and then we have a game the same night so right. we're about to talk about the same kind of stuff in the uh pre-game show uh, as that one will be going, going on 6 30 uh tonight kickoff set for seven o'clock one thing i did want to get to is this is another flex bone offense uh now i don't think they're going to run it as well as we've seen bueller and other teams run it in augusta last week but i think uh you still it's still something you have to be prepared for the another side note interesting part of this game as well is this the i believe the third week in a row where we're going to have some wind that could be um playing into the night's game and and now mcpherson has handled it decent last week not so much um but again another opportunity to play in that scenario in the wind uh, i think dylan rinker will have a much better night than he had against augusta i, I expect the bullpup team to be more focused now that it is postseason play and i think defensively it, it's it's great for uh aaron powell and uh votes to be able to get more playing time against the team uh you don't expect to be really challenged defensively against uh, especially when Abilene's only scored 12 points all year long but still getting the the players lined up in the right positions and and seeing that flex bone and and, and having a chance just to to kind of go through the game time you know play and, and stuff like that I think it bodes well for uh, McPherson defensively especially as we mentioned Alexander still being out in this one well the more you see the flex bone the better you're going to get at it it's repetition and I thought the bullpups did a really good job last week against uh, Augustus Flexbone and it's actually going to be pretty good preparation because uh, if I, if things go the way I think they will we're going to see that Augusta Flexbone again next week we're going to play Augusta twice in three games now Coach Pam says he's watched some film on Ulysses, so he came away very impressed with Ulysses, but that game is in Augusta. Long trip for Ulysses. It's probably a four-hour, four four-and-a-half-hour trip for Ulysses to Augusta. And you know, like Coach Pav says, at this point in the year, when you're a team like Augusta or Ulysses has a losing record and you're playing each other, do you really want to keep playing? How badly do you really want your season to go on, especially when you know you got a team like McPherson waiting for you in the next round? It's it's kind of the want-to theory. How much does this team want to win? And that's you know the question facing Augusta and Ulysses right now. Yeah, last week Augusta really came to – play against McPherson and really uh, gave a lot of effort in that game and really, uh, you know, for a while there, it was looking like it could have been an upset. 12-7 in the start in the fourth quarter. Yeah, so, you know, you never know what you what to expect, and I think that's what's interesting about this Abilene matchup is on paper and in everything, every every direction of this game, you think McPherson's going to come in here and, and take care of business and, and handle Abilene with, with ease, but again, you play to win the game, so right. they're going to come in here, and I, I don't be don't be surprised if we see a little bit trick plays and a little uh, off the wall kind of play. But uh, that's to be expected when you're looking for an upset against uh, uh, when you're on paper at least expected to. Well, I, I I have no worries on this game night. I, I am I've already passed the bullpups on <laughs> uh, to the second round. I know that's you know you're not supposed to say things like that. But uh, Abilene, uh, just think of Mulvane a couple weeks ago 
from what I've heard, Abilene's not even as good as Mulvane's. Yeah, a little bit worse when it comes to attrition and, and, right. and decimated by injuries. Either way, that game again, pregame 6.30, 7 o'clock kickoff right here on 96.7 KBB. Me and Steve will be out there at McPherson Stadium ready to call that one. So we got to kind of keep our thoughts to ourselves right now as we still have that pregame show to get through. But we'll take a quick break here. And we'll be back with more of the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich, and we'll discuss all the other area games going on today and tomorrow as well. So we'll take a quick break, and we'll be back again with more of the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich after this on 96.7 KBBE. Banking is different these days, but at People's Bank, we're here to help. You can visit us at any of our drive through locations or utilize one of our 16 ATMs, many of which accept deposits. You can even bank from home by visiting us online at peoples.bank or use other features such as mobile banking, People's Pay, or our new Apple Watch app. We understand that you have banking needs. And just as before, we will continue to be here for you. People's Bank and Trust, member FDIC. McPherson Center for Health is pleased to announce that the Hess Fitness Center is once again accessible 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. We've taken extra measures to make this space safe and enjoyable for you to get back to your fitness routine. For more information and special instructions prior to your visit, please go to www.mcphersonhospital.org or call 620-241-2251, extension 176. Controlling your own weather can be easier than controlling anything else these days. This is Julie with RC Heating and Cooling. With a well-working cooling and heating system, you can be in control of your indoor weather at home. With so many things out of our hands, it's a good feeling to have a bit of stability. Call RC for a free estimate on new cooling and heating equipment. Call RC when your unit isn't up to par. Call RC to stay comfortable in any weather. Call RC, 241-2787. Nextech Wireless, the best coverage, latest technology provider that's right here in your own backyard. And about that latest technology part, get the sweet new iPhone and unlimited data for under 30 bucks a month. Want more? Switch to Nextech Wireless and get a $100 gift card per line, too. So switch now. Get yourself that new iPhone, save some cash, and one more thing. The great customer service, always free. It's time for something different. Nextech Wireless. Certain restrictions apply. See store for details. Hi friends, this is Dana Sammer. People often ask me if and when they can switch from one Medicare supplement to another. The answer is that you can switch at any time, but it must be approved by the underwriters of the new company. In other words, if your health is good, you may be a candidate to switch companies to save money, for instance. Call me, Dana Sammer, with the Alliance Agency at 245-4861, and we can discuss your Medicare needs today. Or stop by our office on the second floor of the Warren Place. Thank you. Whether you're reimagining your backyard or transforming a few acres into a field of dreams, let Prairieland Partners show you how easy and affordable it is to own a John Deere. Go to prairielandpartners.com. Click on the PLP Builder to build, price, and buy a compact utility tractor, mower, gator, or skid steer. Get started today at prairielandpartners.com. Delivering the right solution. And 
Welcome back in to the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich on 96.7 KBBE. A little Van Halen to get you going here on your Thursday afternoon. Hopefully you are enjoying yourself and enjoying me and Steve discussing everything sports. We got a bunch of stuff coming up now as we uh, got to look forward to a bunch of area football games tonight and Friday. And we also got some other state-bound teams when it comes to volleyball, cross-country, and possibly soccer. Uh, just a lot going on right now, Steve. First off, let's get to tonight's matchups. As we look ahead, we already discussed that McPherson-Abilene game, but we got Canton-Galva versus Valley Falls, Little, Little River versus Washington County, and Mound Ridge at Lacrosse tonight. And then tomorrow night, we got Inman and Stanton County, Smoky Valley at Riley County, and Heston, I'll say, I'll let you say the last one, Heston at? Hugoton. Hugoton. Yeah, just look, looking at those games, uh, Canton-Galva, Valley Falls in Canton, that will be a walkover for the Eagles. Ditto for Little River. They host Washington County. Those two teams are going easily. If Little River is successful, it most likely will play Clifton Clyde, a rematch of that week two game when uh, Little River led pretty much the whole way and Clifton Clyde ended up beating them in overtime. Mount Ridge Lacrosse has a chance to be competitive. Uh, probably the Leopards are the favorite in that one. And then tomorrow night, Inman plays Stanton County. This is the third year in a row they have played Stanton County in the first round. It's going to be ugly down in Teutonville. Inman should have no trouble in that game. And then if Inman wins, it will play either Sacred Heart or Remington, and those are teams that they have just lambasted earlier this year. So uh, Inman's kind of looking ahead. You know, you don't want to say you're looking ahead to the third game, but Conway Springs is that third game, and that would be quite a battle. And then Smoky Valley makes the trip up to Riley County uh, for a 3A playoff game. Riley County's been very good uh, the last couple years. Uh, they've been in the state championship game. Uh, they were in the state semifinals, each, you know, here in the last couple years. So, uh, you know, they've been there before. So uh, Smoky Valley, uh, you know, they, they play pretty good defense. It's just can the offense, you know, play well enough to keep that game close. The winner most likely plays Scott City, and you know Smoky Valley would would, not, uh, would want another shot at Scott City. They lost to him 17-16 when Scott City scored like with 20-some seconds to go to win that game. So uh, never know in the playoffs anything can happen. Uh, the weather can always be a factor. Uh, it's, it looks like the rain has pretty much cleared out. I mean, I forgot what the sun looked like. <laughs> when the sun came out today, I said, man, I don't even know what that is. Because we have not had sunshine the entire week. So, anyway, that's kind of the area football schedule for tonight and tomorrow night. The eight-man teams play tonight. The 11-man teams uh, play tomorrow night. Of course, McPherson's game got moved to Thursday. And the reason it got – there were several uh, potential reasons. But the two that really stood out, uh, there's a shortage of officials. So, um, you know, officials would be stretched pretty thin. So if, you, if they play some games on Thursday, some games on Friday, officials can work both nights. And the other thing is McPherson Night's volleyball team plays at 1045 on Friday at the state uh, volleyball tournament. That'll get over around, 
I'm guessing about five o'clock tomorrow, and and this way McPherson fans don't have to worry about getting back for the football game if they go down to the volleyball match. Yeah, that's what I was gonna kind of transition to right there is talking about all these games coming up tonight and tomorrow that works out for McPherson to be able to uh, have the game tonight and, and be able to still support the volleyball team as they get ready for a potential state championship. Could be a fun time down. Yeah, in and you know state volleyball the bullpup will be at Hutchinson tomorrow. They start at 10:45. Very weird setup this year. I know you talked to Coach Ramsey at Smoky Valley. We'll get into that in a minute. But it's you play three teams. The three there's four teams left. You know normally there's eight. Normally in the past there's been a day of pool play. You'd play the three other teams in your pool, and the top two teams from each pool moved on and played bracket play on Saturday. Well, this year, it's a one-day tournament due to COVID. You're going to play three pool matches. Bullpups will play Andale, Miege, and Ottawa. And then the number one team out of pool play will play the number four, two plays, three. You can go 0-3 in in pool play and still win a state championship. So I really don't like that very much. I would rather see – the two best teams out of Fridays play for first, and you just you know just play one match, uh, five matches in one day. To me, that's pushing it, and that really tests the depth of a team. McPherson High is really not as deep of a team as a lot of teams. They play seven, maybe eight players. Now, then you look at Smoky Valley. I went up last night for their game with Cheney or their match with Cheney, and that was just a terrific match. Vikings won the first two sets. Remember, these were three of five. Uh, Cheney came back, won the third set. Cheney looked to be in great shape in set four, but the Vikings roared back. Uh, I think they had about a they had a seven to one run, I believe, to close out the match. And this format kind of favors the Vikings because Coach Rams, Coach Ramsey at Smoky Valley, she plays ten players, mm-hmm. and they rotate people in and out. So a team with that kind of depth has a chance to do a lot better. And it was really wild in Class 3A. You know, you look at the state rankings, unlike 4A, where, you know, it was Andale's one, McPherson's two, Miege's three. All three of them made it. The only one that didn't uh, make it, uh, Ottawa, was the one that made it that shouldn't, you know, you didn't think was going to make it. But in Class 3A, Sabetha and Smokey were the only top four ranked teams to make it through. Goodland made it through. They weren't even in the top ten, so they uh, kind of got on the magic carpet and, and went for a ride. And then the uh, <laughs> um, the other team, uh, um, Pomona, uh, they're the number eight ranked team. So it's really pointing toward a smoky Sabetha final. Sabetha has been the team to beat all year. The Blue Jays, that's where Coach Strathman's from. I'm sure he's cheering on his Blue Jays. But uh, Sabetha's kind of been the team to beat all year, but Smoky Valley, I'll tell you what, you know, they went up against a Cheney team that was ranked higher than them last night. Cheney's had great tradition. They were, you know, a state semifinalist last year, ended up getting fourth place. But I thought Smoky Valley really took it to them. And Abby Rose for Smoky Valley, now I know they've got 10 girls that can really play, but Abby Rose, she is kind of the Ryan Swanson of Smoky Valley. She hit some kills with some unbelievable force. They were simply not returnable. All right, it's it's just, you know, you mentioned me talking to Coach Ramsey today, and that will be on our, our high school coaches show coming up on Saturday. Um, but it's just amazing to me when we, you know, you I know you've had a story out about it about Smoky Valley volleyball, where they've been, from where they are, from where these 
players are the seniors from where they were from freshmen to where they are now it's it's inspirational and it's 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 honestly amazing the only thing that i feel uh is upsetting is the community is behind these girls 110 percent to not be able to have everybody and everybody get down to hutchinson to be to see this these matches and be a part of it and potentially be a part of a potential state championship that is is hard to swallow i know coach ramsey got a little emotional talking about it um yeah i'm not sure what the crowd limit is i haven't even looked at the at the form the sports arena is a place though that could handle quite a few people because it's 7500 about 7500 people but if you go 25% capacity you're still looking over 1000 people but i don't know what the rules the, are the what the rumor is this is not verified but the rumor is this 5% capacity in Reno County because of the surge in covid uh, and okay. if that's the case that's even lower numbers and the so. other thing is i did see the state put out if you're not from the towns that are in the tournament from the four schools uh, you have to make arrangements. I think yep. I don't know through your school or through Casey. I'm not sure who it is, but if you really are in dire need of a ticket, you got to make arrangements. So, um, yeah, Reno County at one time was like the third highest in the nation for COVID cases per capita, and Kansas, by the way, is on the uptake uh, yep. on the uptick, and even in McPherson County, we had 33 new cases in the last 48 hours. So it hasn't gone away, but Smoky Valley. Uh, First time, I believe, in about 30, almost 35 years that they've been to the state volleyball tournament and they're in the final four. So you have to remember the freshmen on this team you were alluding to earlier, the freshmen that played for Smoky Valley that are seniors this year, they were one in 35. Yes, it's amazing. Yeah, one in 35, and now they're 33 and three. And it's a it's a group that's uh, really, you know, they've played a lot of off-season volleyball. And you can just tell. I mean, they really know. You know, they're all on the same page, and, and they are the epitome of what a team is all about. And a good thing is, as Coach Ramsey did mention, and again, this will be in the interview on Saturday, that those sophomores that aren't playing right now, they mentioned to her after the meet, a match last night, is they want to continue this going forward. So this is something that... Yeah, and they didn't even have a sophomore suited up because, you know, you're only allowed yep. so many players on your uh, sub-state or state roster. I think you have a 12-roster limit. And last night, Smoky Valley, I believe, had six seniors and six juniors. So we do all also have <laughs> other sports going on, too, getting into postseason play as well. Uh, McPherson obviously took care of business soccer-wise on Tuesday against Bueller, uh, given uh, weather wasn't really the best. And because of that, we had some delays in other games, which affected McPherson. Um, they will actually play now on Friday against Marine Academy in the regional final cha the championship in that one to see if they can get to state. Yeah, that will be in Elbing. And the field in Elbing is not regulation size. It's grass. It's going to be muddy more than likely. And Coach Adrian says it could be just a real mud bath over in Elbing. Uh, what happened was Marine Academy could not play its game on Tuesday against TMP, they had to play on Wednesday. The state determined they they didn't want to make Berean play back-to-back -back games because they were the top seed, and that would be penalizing them to have to play back-to-back -back games. So moved it to Friday, and then the winner of the game Friday will play again. They'll they'll reshuffle the deck, and then we'll find out on Tuesday. McPherson will be on the road though um, next week, no matter what. Yeah. 
I'll just keep saying it and we'll say it over and over. It's amazing from where this bullpup squad was at the beginning of the year to where they are right now. So hats off to Coach Adrian and, the, and his coaching staff and all these kids for doing all they're doing to be able to be continuing on right now as postseason play is underway. And then cross country this Saturday as well. We got a bunch of area schools, McPherson High Girls, uh, Smoky Valley. Boys. Uh, boys. And then uh, Canton Galvin individual runners in there. We do have individual runners for the uh, girls' side for Smoky Valley as well. And Elyria. Elyria has one runner, Elyria Christian. Uh, Kayla Peters got in. So I'll have a story uh, posted tomorrow on that. I've actually already gotten it. I have it written, but I am holding it till tomorrow because uh, I have so many stories for today. I need to save some stuff for tomorrow. Yeah, the good news is this is coming up on Saturday, the cross-country meet. And right now, knock on wood, the weather is good for right. Saturday. That's a great uh, for those runners because you want to hopefully have them run, in, especially state competition, in good weather. But again, you can follow all this uh, on Saturday. We'll have the uh, high school coaches show at 8 o'clock in the morning. We'll recap all those high school football games we did mention, and we'll kind of recap. We'll be able to recap uh, McPherson Volleyball then, but we won't be able to recap Smoky Valley Volleyball. That's why we'll have that interview with Coach Ramsey, and we'll be able to talk about McPherson soccer and, and everything and anything. We'll uh, discuss it all during the high school coaches show again on Saturday, 8 o'clock in the morning, bright and early, all the way up until 9 o'clock, so you can enjoy Enjoy that and uh, get as much recap as we can give it to you there. And again, Steve will continue to do what he does and get these stories on midkansasonline.com. And you can follow along right there. And we'll kind of, as much as we can, keep you up to date with what is going down in area sports uh, as postseason play is fully underway. But we'll take a quick break here and we will be back with more of the lunchtime sports sandwiches. We got other things, college pro and everything else under the sun to talk about here on the lunchtime sports sandwich after this on 96.7 KBBE. There's never been a better time than now to buy that new or used vehicle you've got your heart set on. Great Plains Federal Credit Union has great loan rates to save your budget and get you into that new vehicle. New auto loan rates are as low as 3% APR. Used auto loan rates are as low as 3.4% APR. Get free qualified and then shop for your best deal. Great Plains Federal Credit Union, made in first to McPherson, offices in Abilene, Salina, and Hillsboro. Equal opportunity lender member NCUA. Farmers Insurance Group and Agent Brad Forsberg are two names you can trust with all your insurance needs. With the annual Medicare renewal period from October 15th through December 7th, now is the time to contact Agent Brad Forsberg. Brad can help you with all your Medicare and Medicare supplement plan renewal needs and answer any questions you might have. Give Brad a call at 620-504-5133 and let him get the best insurance plan for you. Farmers Insurance Agent Brad Forsberg, ready to help you with all your insurance needs. Janet's doing it. So is Fred. Bonnie's all over it. Same with Omar. Tim's been at it since February of last year. Corey started the year before that. And guess what? They're all saving by doing so. What's that? Well, the doing part? Why, they're using the Drive Safe and Save app from State Farm. And they're saving up to 30% and more on their auto insurance. How about you? You ready to get at it and save? To start driving safe and saving in McPherson, call State Farm agent Galen Shields today. Discounts may vary. Not available in California, Massachusetts, New York, or Rhode Island. 
Canton Service Center in Canton and the Service Center in Lindsburg are your headquarters for all your vehicle repair needs. Whether you have a pickup truck or car, or whether you're on the roadside or in the field, they have you covered. Canton Service Center in Canton and the Service Center in Lindsburg are the leaders in agricultural tires in central Kansas, covering a 100-mile radius. So stop in and get that service or repair done right. Canton Service Center in Canton and the Service Center in Lindsburg, where great people go for great service. Your Board of Public Utilities asks, are you looking for ways to save on your winter heating bills? Saving money on your BPU bill can be as easy as one, two, three. Number one, lower your thermostat by two degrees to save as much as 4%. Number two, during daylight hours, open drapes and blinds to gain the maximum heat through the windows. And number three, check your furnace filter monthly. Keeping your furnace properly maintained will reduce energy consumption and save you up to 5% on your heating costs. This message is from your friends at the McPherson Board of Public Utilities. And welcome back into the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich on 96.7 KBBE. Just a little bit of time left, but with a lot of sports to cover, a lot of things to talk about, we'll get right into it. It's weird to talk about, but we're already there. Basketball season is here, especially for college, Mac, Mac women. Uh, got the win over Central Christian uh, College on what is on Tuesday or Monday? Was Monday. Monday. That was Monday, yeah, seventy-seven mm-hmm. fifty-eight uh, in that one. Uh, and then McPherson men also finally, finally got that Ma- uh, Manhattan Christian game in and took care of business in that one. Uh, got some more games coming up, obviously this Saturday as the men will go to uh, Columbia uh, in Missouri to take on Columbia College, and the women will host Barclay College on Saturday. Hopefully, host. Yeah, Barclay I covered the uh, Mac Central game on. On Monday, Central had the lead at halftime. Coach Golden's team really controlled the tempo, did a nice job, but it was too much Brittany Roberts. You know, she was honorable mention All-American last year, and it looks like she is striving for higher honors than that this year. She had 30 points and 21 rebounds in that game. As of right now, the MAC women are supposed to host Barkley tomorrow night. Barkley has had their first two games canceled, I'm assuming COVID. Uh, the Mac men will be playing a very tough opponent on Saturday when they go to Columbia. Columbia College won 20 games last year. Always a high-powered program. That's a game if the Bulldogs win. That tells me they're pretty darn good. Uh, They beat Manhattan Christian by 12 on Tuesday. That was a Manhattan Christian team that had KW beat and then let it get away. So when you do comparable scores – KW was picked ahead of the Bulldogs in the preseason polls, so that bodes well for them. Uh, the Central women, you know, I covered them. Much improved this year under Coach Golden. Uh, looks like uh, if they can rebound, they won't be a, you know, they, they can win some games. Uh, they are on the road to Kansas Wesleyan on Saturday. The Central men are scheduled to be home against Cavalry on Saturday. That's supposed to be a 3 o'clock game. Haven't heard any updates if that game is still on. I assume it is. And then you look, we still have college football. McPherson College is going to be home at 1 o'clock tomorrow to take on Kansas Wesleyan. Talked to Coach Fiscus today. They're down eight starters and 17 players on their two deep to injuries. They have just been decimated. Kansas Wesleyan, of course, the defending two-time defending KCAC champion. They've lost two games in a row. They got beat last week by Avila after losing the Southwestern the week before. So they are going to come in here uh, with something to prove. And Coach Fiska says we're just trying to put together a game plan that will, you know, keep us in the game because KW is the highest, uh, you know, 
yardage offense in the KCAC and perhaps in the nation. They averaged 525 yards of offense. The MAC defense, of course, has really suffered a lot of injuries. So uh, that's kind of the college scene. Uh, Bethany football does play tomorrow. They have Bethel at home. And then their basketball teams are off. Next week is the start of KCAC play for basketball. The Bulldogs will be home on Wednesday to take on Avila. It's just amazing that we're talking about basketball already. And given, you know, how the weather was at the beginning of the week, you would expect basketball going on now as it felt like winter. Either way, uh, moving forward, I did finally want to talk a little NASCAR on uh, the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich. I know you're not a big follower of it, Steve, but... But I am, and uh, they had the race actually was supposed to be on Sunday, got rain delayed Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Finally got it done last night. You mentioned how the sun came out here. Apparently it came out there as well. Kyle Busch gets his first win of the season, the champion of last year. Uh, Finally got his first win of the season, uh, and now... The uh, Cup Series will move to Martins, Martinsville on it, Sunday. I think that's a short track. It is it? a short track. It looks like a paperclip is yeah. the way to describe it. Uh, and it's the last race in the round of eight before the championship the week next uh, after that at Phoenix. Uh, right now, Joey Logano is the only race car driver that is locked into that race uh, for the championship in Phoenix. Uh, it looks to be Denny Hamlin. uh Kevin Harvick and maybe uh, Martin Truex Jr., maybe a Chase Elliott. Those are kind of that last spot is the one that's going to be interesting going into that race. But the big news out, and this was big news all over Twitter and all over everything when it first happened, um, but Kyle Larson, who I have actually met and interviewed, um, was recently reinstated from his suspension after a, uh, a racial slur that he yelled or said over the, uh, over the internet uh, when he was in an online race that happened this past spring. Instantly, when he when he said it, he was uh, suspended by NASCAR, and then he was fired by Chip Ganassi Racing. He was driving the number forty two car, and. It's just weird to me because now it was announced that he's coming back. He, he, he did all the protocols and did everything he needed to do, uh, sensitivity training, stuff like that. And now he's going to be driving. He signed a multi-year contract to drive the number five car for Hendrick Motorsports, which used to be Kyle Busch's car when he came into NASCAR. And then Terry Labonte uh, also drove the number five uh, car as well. Um the weird thing is one could say that Kyle Larson has actually improved his chances of winning and improved his chances of being a champion. Now, Kyle Larson, when he's been off, he's, he's run sprint car racing. He run 42 races. That is crazy. He won 42 races in sprint car. Now he's going to get with Hendrick Motorsports in that five car. He's going to be in better equipment, and he's going to be teamed up with better drivers like Chase Elliott, William Byron, and Alex Bowman. It's you never really see a, somebody getting suspended and fired and coming back to a better situation, um, but that is what is going on with Kyle Larson. And that's why it is big news, and it will be interesting. He's set to to drive again in uh, February 14th for the Daytona 500, um, which is crazy because off season in NASCAR isn't really an off season. Yeah, um, but that's just the think way. That's, that's the way it is in professional golf too. There's really not an off season anymore. They they play pretty much all but about five weeks out of the year. So. Yeah, you know, I, I I used to follow NASCAR really close. I haven't followed as much lately. Uh, once Jimmy, you know, or Jeff Gordon got out, Dale Earnhardt Jr. got out. I've kind of I've kind of lost my zest for NASCAR. But I know Shady Grady Cooper 
we'll be happy that we talked some NASCAR. And Clint Boyer is going to be getting out. He'll be on Fox Broadcasting, the Emporia native. Uh, he almost actually was leading a lot of laps uh, yesterday and, you know, had a good car, just unfortunately couldn't get the win. Um, so that's the NASCAR on the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich. We still got a little bit of time left. We'll talk some Chiefs uh, as they'll be hosting the winless Jets. I think that's an interesting game. I think it's going to be a bloodbath. Well, it scares me to death because <laughs> I have Patrick Mahomes as my fantasy quarterback, and he hasn't really been putting up great numbers. My other quarterback's Aaron Rodgers, who I wish I'd started last week, but Patrick Mahomes may be out of that game by early third quarter because the Chiefs are just absolutely going to steamroll the Jets. Uh, I, you know, will Le'Veon Bell play a lot because, you know, he's a former Jet. He got six carries. 37 yards last week. Most of his yardage came on two plays. I think he had one of 17 and one of 15. But there's no question, you know, he's going to be a little more accustomed with the offense. Now, I don't know what's happened to Darrell Williams. He's the odd guy out. He and Thompson, uh, uh, Kerwin Thompson, Derwin Thompson, I think it is. Uh, uh, you know, they're kind of the odd men out. Bell comes in. Uh, Darrell Williams did a really nice job for the Chiefs. I don't know. Uh, he had to be inactive last week because they even had DeAndre Washington suited up last week and and he played there at the end in fact i think he might have scored the last touchdown for the chiefs but but uh they have an embarrassment of riches at running back uh, obviously they can't keep five running backs so i guess it's just whoever is healthy from week to week and i look for Le'Veon bell to play about 20 snaps i wouldn't be surprised if the chiefs use him more as a decoy in this game because i think the jets are going to want to do everything they can to stop him so i think don't be surprised if we set up a little screen here and there, but then throw it down, throw the ball down the field. Could be an interesting game. I do think Chiefs easily take care of that one and don't really have to blink an eye to get the win in that one. Tonight, Atlanta visits Carolina. Uh, I'm watching that game close because I have Julio Jones in that game. I have Mike Davis for Carolina. I didn't know if to start Mike Davis this week, but then the word came out that Christian McCaffrey wasn't going to play. Yep. So I've put Mike Davis back in the lineup. Atlanta's defense, of course, among the poorest in the NFL. So hopefully both players will put up big numbers. But uh, we've got our own Thursday night football with McPherson High, so I'm not going to worry yeah. too much about <laughs> Atlanta and Carolina. Yep, and then baseball, World Series. Dodgers won the first World Series in 32 years by beating the Rays and game six uh it's just an awkward shortened seasoned and but it was a great world series yeah i think the playoffs i want to say that i want to say the playoffs were actually pretty entertaining and pretty competitive a lot of drama a lot of situations that caused some controversy of course in game six tampa bay manager kevin cash pulling blake snell when he was practically unhittable he gives up one hit he gave up one hit in the uh, sixth inning and all of a sudden the analytics kicked in and sometimes you just got to put the analytics aside and just do the eyeball test blake snell the top three guys in the dodgers ordered each struck out twice against him he had nine strikeouts just a couple of harmless hits and kevin cash panicked he brings in nick anderson Dodgers score two, then Mookie Betts hits a homer in the eighth. 3-1 Dodgers. I'm happy for the Dodgers. I'm happy for my friend Maury Hofer and his son, L.A., whose his name's Lynn Allen, I believe, but because of L.A., and Maury's a big L.A. fan. Uh, that's His son is Smalls. That's His son is known as Smalls, and I'm happy for both them because the Dodgers have had a lot of heartbreak in recent years in the playoffs, and they got their championship. Well, the World Series kind of leads me into... Nathan's complaint of 
As when it came to the World Series, one thing that I thought was interesting is Justin Turner, the second baseman for the Dodgers, in that game that they clinched, was taken out, I believe, in the sixth or seventh inning after a positive COVID-19 test came back. Here's my complaint, and here's what I don't understand, and it infuriates me. The NBA Finals, NBA was in a bubble. Didn't have any problems with COVID-19. We're testing all the time. Tell me how... A player who's in the bubble scenario Major League Baseball had. That's why they had it in Texas to begin with. How he could test positive when you're supposed to be doing everything you can to keep this a bubble. So that tells me something. Rules were not followed. Well, and what was worse is he came out and celebrated yes. with the team after the game without a mask. Well, he had a mask, but he kept pulling it off he's out there with his teammates major league baseball is really taking a long look at this they are not happy that is a bad optic for mlb it is but here's my complaint to it at the same time if you're if you're the player and mlb goes you know is mad at you for that that's right they should be mad at you but shouldn't you be mad or, or shouldn't there be the, if major league baseball the question is is did major league baseball follow their own rules because how did justin turner get covid if you're in a bubble situation that's yeah. what blows me away yeah you, you just don't know and and that just shows how this far-reaching exactly COVID you is. can't contract yeah you just don't know where it's going to come from so uh, I do want to give a shout out to our old buddy, my old buddy Jim Joiner, who sat in your seat for a few years. Jim had COVID, but he's he's over it now. He's feeling good, raring to go, and you know he's up there in the, in in Olathe, uh, you know, working in Olathe. So glad to hear that he's feeling better. Now I don't really have much for birthdays and this day in sports. The only thing I'll say for this day in sports, 2014 World Series, San Francisco took care of Kansas City. I feel like that's fine to say because the next year we all know Kansas City got the win right. and won the World Series. Yeah, Madison Bumgarner came in in relief and threw five innings of relief. I think he thrown a complete game or pitched the night before or the game before and came in and just he was the star of the series the royals could never figure out madison bumgarner and to be honest the chiefs or the royals could very well easily have won back-to-back world series which is unfathomable considering they're a small market team Exactly. But either way, that's going to do it for this week's version of the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully you will be tuned in again next week. And hopefully you are tuned in tonight as the McPherson Bullpups are going to take on the Cowboys of Abilene. Pre-game 6.30, kickoff 7 o'clock right here on 96.7 KBB. Until then, we will catch you on the flippity flip. That's going to do it for this week's version of the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich. I hope you all enjoyed your lunch with a side of sports courtesy of myself and Steve Sell. Until next week, go Bulldogs. Go Bullpups. Go Wildcats. Go Jayhawks. Go Royals. And go Chiefs. 